0: Welcome back to another episode of Faith on the Go podcast. This service was a service in the word worship from June 25th, 2023. A slight change this week, Pastor John was able to address the congregation through a video for the gospel and sermon. If you enjoy this or other episodes of our podcast, please like and subscribe to our channel to get notifications when a new episode is published. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy.
1: Our first reading is from the 20th chapter of Jeremiah. Jeremiah accuses God of forcing him into a ministry that brings him only contempt and persecution. Yet Jeremiah is confident that God will be a strong protector against his enemies, and he commits his life into God's hands. We read, O Lord, you have enticed me, and I was enticed. You have overpowered me, and you have prevailed. I have become a laughing stock all day long. Everyone mocks me, for whenever I speak, I must cry out, I must shout, violence and destruction. For the word of the Lord has become for me a a reproach and derision all day long. If I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, then within me there is something like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. For I hear many whispering, terror is all around him. Denounce him, let us denounce him. All my close friends are watching for me to stumble. Perhaps he can be enticed and we can prevail against him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me like a dread warrior. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and they will not prevail. They will be greatly shamed, for they will not succeed. Their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord of hosts, you test the righteous. You see the heart and the mind. Let me see your retribution upon them, for to you I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has delivered the life of the needy from the hands of evildoers. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading comes from Romans, chapter six. In baptism, we were incorporated into the reality of Christ's death and resurrection. We have been made new in Christ through his death and resurrection to live freed from sin. The reading. Should we continue in sin in order that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin go on living in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death so that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed, and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. But if we had died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord.
0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. Jesus said to the twelve, A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher, and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them. For nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your Father, and even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I, will, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it." This is the Gospel of the Lord. And I invite you to join with me now in a word of prayer. God, we thank you for the gift of this day, the gift of technology that allows us to connect with one another, even when we are physically distant. And for the gift of community by which you gather together your church. Thank you for the love that you have shared with the world in Jesus, your son. Teach us his ways and show us his paths that we may follow where you are leading uh, and lead us in the way of life, of newness of life, of resurrection life. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Let the church say, Amen. So I'd like to reflect on a line from the second reading that we heard today, so we too might walk in newness of life. I'm attending a graduation celebration in Minnesota for my niece, Ingrid, while you are gathered here for worship, and I saw a unique opportunity to incorporate our prairie into today's message. I noticed a tension in today's readings between the world that is God's gift to you and me and the world that we create for ourselves. From the first chapters of Genesis to the story of Jesus, God initiates life that is the result of love, of creativity, of community, and joy. And yet this life is countered by resistance, fear, and the persistent tendency of human beings to take matters into our own hands. Even as we depend on the sustenance of what God has created for us, we squander and manipulate it to selfish and unsustainable ends. And yet the Bible also tells the story of God's refusal to give up on us and the invitation to realize and share the redeeming, transformative work of love. This is not an easy journey. And today's readings include laments of the prophet Jeremiah and the psalmist over just how resistant human nature can be. But there are also deep promises of the one who meets you in the midst of conflict and fear to demonstrate and share a more hopeful path. You are joined to Jesus' death and resurrection and invited to practice its counterintuitive ways in your life and your example. Since the very earliest discussions about how the land on which our building sits might be a resource for ministry, I've come to realize that among its many gifts is the gift of teaching. The Prairie, especially, has revealed this as we've participated in every step of its life, from realizing the idea of doing this to preparing the ground, to sowing the seeds, and appreciating its growth, to discovering what it has to offer, just how many people it touches, and all of the possibilities that it bears. Although it has become a part of our congregation's identity, you may recall that it took significant effort to begin this project. We're conditioned to think of the spaces that we inhabit with a certain aesthetic of lawns and manicured gardens that are dependent upon our intervention and support. While we did initiate its planting, this prairie represents something different, an entire ecosystem that is establishing and evolving right before our eyes. Some of the seeds germinated quickly in the first year, helping to prepare the way for other slower growing plants to establish themselves. Even three years later, some are just beginning to make their appearance. There are surprises for those who look closely. A habitat for insects and birds is developing, composed of myriad interdependent parts that will continue to grow and transform this space with a unique expression of life. Although there are things that we can do to help it along, this is bigger than any individual, a living expression of community and its gifts. The Apostle Paul reminded us that all who are baptized into Christ have been baptized into his death. It is here that God's gift of life reveals its surprising power and vitality. Jesus invited all who would follow him to face the inevitable conflict that this brings with the courage of his cross, promising that all who lose their life for my sake will find it. When the prairie was planted in the fall of 2019, we we let go of what had been. To embrace the unknown. We also had little idea what the coming year would bring in 2020. But surrounded by pandemic, fear, and death, something surprising and wonderful was revealed. It can be a little messy and unkempt to eyes accustomed to manicured gardens and lawns, but to those who look carefully, it has unexpected beauty to reveal. Like us, it is a new creation, comprised of many parts, gathered by God's Spirit and alive in the gift of grace. From ancient roots, it is growing and bringing life in a fresh expression for this time and place. And this growth is revealing neighbors, connecting us where relationships had become worn or depleted. Like wild birds or rare insects, these gifts are resilient yet vulnerable, resistant to being exploited, but thriving as they are appreciated and loved. From death and loss, newness and life is being revealed for you and I to share. Joined to Jesus in his death, you are invited into the wonderful surprise of his resurrection, united in God's gift of life. Amen.